At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. He's Amal Shaw. I'm Mike Palm, and we are Odds On Amal. I couldn't sleep all weekend. I don't know about you when I heard we'd be getting a show on VSIN Monday through Friday. I'm a little bit nervous about this. This is a new concept. We're going to try some new things, yeah. but I think it'll be good. I, I can't wait. I'm extremely excited. That's why I got up at 3.30 this morning getting ready for the first show. Was fired up, ready to go. We're going to start with a little English Premier League because John Goulet's in the studio. Can't wait to discuss that, but I think the NFL played this weekend, and there was also some college football and also my Buckeyes. Forgot to play defense. Oh, they, they've been forgetting for a while now. <laughs> they have, absolutely. E- even with the Grinch that stole defense uh, in Norman <laughs> now. Uh, I want to start out from the perspective of the two contests that we had here. Yeah. Um, we get over 4000 in the Circa Million Threes, so we go beyond, and, and that extra money goes to the quarterly winners. $1.9 million, $1. million overlay. We only get to about 4100 in Survivor. Yeah. Were you surprised that the fifth most picks in Survivor we're on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was shocked based on what you saw to them in the preseason. And I said this to you, you got to view Houston differently with Tyrod Taylor getting the start there. They were competitive, obviously dominating the Jaguars in that game. But the thing that surprised me was, and I want to thank those people that put that thousand dollar contribution on the bears and the lions in their picks. You could have hoped that they lost, but you didn't have to take them with everybody else. Jaguars, 179 go out. Falcons, 163 go out. Bills, 101 go out. Vikings, 75. Patriots, 62 little over uh, 10% of the field gone already after week one, and we have a significant number of plays, uh, uh, people on the Ravens tonight against 
the Raiders in uh, a little bit of a tough spot now that their backfield's decimated. Yeah, ni- 19 people on the Ravens. 19 people, the, yeah. Uh, already started the countdown clock, Mike. F- I think four on the Raiders or something yeah. like that. Um, we like to do eight burning questions uh, here on this show or on the previous show that we had uh, called The Nuts. I want to split them up today and do five on the NFL, and then later in the show we'll do three on college football. Does, Let's, does one of them concern Clay Helton? Uh, it doesn't. It oh, doesn't. Okay, continue. I, I was going to ask you about who who was that impersonating David Shaw on Saturday night. The, <laughs> he took three off the board to go fourth and go from the four. And Unbelievable. Made it. I could not believe what was happening. And I couldn't believe I blew the first half under, too. Yeah, he also go 80 yards in less than two minutes at the end of the half to put the total over. That's what happens when but, you hire Todd Orlando uh, to be your D.C. Um, unbelievable. Let's start here, Amal. The NFC West, which we thought was the most balanced division from top to bottom, goes 4-0 and yesterday. Which team impressed you the most? The Seattle Seahawks. They were incredibly impressive. And I'll tell you one thing that I saw. The Indianapolis Colts are in trouble with Carson Wentz center center. This is a guy that will not stand in the pocket like Brady and take a shot to the ribs and deliver the football. He is trying to bail on the pocket as soon as possible. I was disappointed in their defense. Russell Wilson beating them deep. Lockett was awesome. By the way, I loved his first touchdown celebration where he called the defensive holding, declines and signals touchdown. That was great. Um, But I was really impressed with Russell Wilson. I was impressed with this team as a whole. They just dominated that football game. And then, by the way, I don't know who is Frank Reich's casino host. I would love to be this guy's casino host. This guy will double down on 18, 19, and 20. What are you doing down 11, not taking three points on fourth down? And two, you got to make it a one score game. You've got to put game pressure on the Seahawks. He's in no hyperbole this week with that decision. <laughs> that, w- that was an easy answer. I'm going to make the argument that I thought it was the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they went into Tennessee, not an easy environment in the fact that it was hot, it was humid. They're a dome team. They completely dominated the Tennessee Titans for four straight quarters. I know they took their foot off the gas and really just ran the last 10 minutes of the game out, handing the ball off. They had three touchdown drives of 75 or more. Tannehill in that office couldn't get anything going. The score wasn't even as close as the final. It really wasn't. It was a dominating performance. Chandler Jones with five sacks just abused uh, uh, Taylor Lewan on the Mm -hmm. left side there. Really impressive job by this Arizona team. I thought the offense was outstanding. A.J. Green with a couple of catches, but Nuke DeAndre Hopkins continues to sizzle. What a terrific wide receiver. Best receiver in the league for my money without question. And I'll tell you the other thing, and you called this, and, and this is my only part of the game that I didn't enjoy. I was like, Mike is correct on this one. What a difference without your guy, Arthur Smith, there in uh, Tennessee. This offense couldn't get anything going. Derrick Henry, the yardage he got, that was just window dressing in the second half when this game was over. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't think they used enough play action. I mean, no. if you have Derrick Henry, you've got to use play action. I mean, that's the I, way. That should be your play on first down of 10 every time. Exactly. All right, question number two. So, year of rookie quarterbacks drafted yeah. in the first round. Which rookie quarterback had the best debut yesterday? Uh, it's a good question. I have to go with Mac Jones. thought he played extremely well, had his team in position to be able to win the football game. Damian Harris with a critical fumble down the stretch. Remember, they could have gotten a field goal nice the game. In game, they were minus 350 as they drove down to the, you know, inside the 30 of Miami there. It looked like they would be able to run out the clock and kick a field goal to win it. Yeah, Matt, Mac Jones, to me, looks pretty good. Uh, I didn't watch much of the Jacksonville game, if really much at all. Uh, Zach Wilson, I thought, is going to get better, but Mekhi Becton goes down with an injury. That impacts the left side of the offensive line. That's a concern when you look at it from a Jets perspective, but I think he's got the tools to be successful. Uh, the Bears' offensive line played a little bit better. I know Justin Fields just had a brief stint out there. How about Trey Lance, though, getting a quick touchdown pass right on the money there on that opening drive for San Francisco? So I think all guys, in, some of them in limited opportunities, but overall in the starts with Wilson, Lawrence, and, uh, of course, Mac Jones. I thought overall, I thought they did well. About a month and a half ago, 
you mapped out your survivor strategy. Um, and the situation then was the theory Deshaun would not play for the Texans. You were going to go against the Texans 11 times during the year. Have you changed your mind that the Texans are an automatic go against in Survivor? Well, it's like when you go on a road trip, you don't have to follow the map you drew out initially. I mean, you can, you know, you can deviate from if you decide for one reason or another you want to make a stop elsewhere. Yes, absolutely. Look, I told you this before about a week ago when Tyrod Taylor was announced as a starter, changed the dynamic. I've always been a fan of Tyrod Taylor because he doesn't turn the football over. If you have a guy that doesn't turn the ball over, it gives you a chance to be able to win games. You know, you turn the ball over, you're either missing out on an opportunity or you're putting the other team in a position to be able to capitalize and get points. They did a nice job. They were very competitive. And the other thing is, Mike, if you recall during preseason, I don't know how much you watched of Jacksonville. They were just lifeless in so many of these games. They just didn't have, it's not that they weren't competing, but they just are not particularly good. There's a reason why this team won one game and then went on to lose 15 in a row. Yeah, I thought Terod Taylor was excellent. It's not often you, you can get a backup come in and start who can also get first downs with his feet yeah. as he can. He's an accurate passer, and as you said, he takes care of the ball. I was on them plus a field goal. I didn't think there was any reason that they should be catching a field goal to a 1-15 team yeah. with a new head coach, a rookie quarterback, and a bad offensive line. At Jackson, home. Jacksonville scored twice in the fourth quarter to make this score look closer than it appeared. This was also a dominating performance by the Texans. Amal... I say you, but both of us did this. We bet Green Bay, Washington, and Buffalo to win their divisions this mm-hmm. year. Which bet are you most concerned about right now? Uh, probably Washington. I think when you look at the uh, NFC North, look, everybody else lost. Minnesota lost. Uh, Detroit lost. And, of course, uh, Bears lost. D- Bears lost. Uh, Buffalo, I thought they played a tough team in, in Pittsburgh. You know, give Matt Eumann's credit. I know he's been high. Everybody else has been down on the Steelers. They played particularly well. Uh, Buffalo really didn't show out uh, well in their first home game. You've got Miami in there. New England's got a loss. The Jets have a loss. So from that standpoint, not that concerned. When you look at it from a Washington standpoint, uh, Fitzpatrick goes down. Taylor Haneke didn't play poorly. You watched that game closely. I know you said you thought Washington could have and probably should have won that Mm -hmm. football game. Uh, Dallas's offense looked great. Still have question marks about their defense. I think the Washington defense is going to be good. I think this Chargers team is going to be solid. They just went up against a very good defense as well. Justin Herbert was great yesterday. Very accurate. He made all the throws he needed to make. There was a statement that you made. If they played this game 100 times, neither team would win more than 52 of them. I think that was very accurate. Both teams had opportunities. There were turnovers. Um, The game was a coin flip, really. I think Washington was in a position they could have won. And plus the fact that Patrick went down in the first quarter also. I mean, you didn't get him for the full game. Home teams this weekend, Amal, went just 7-8 and eight straight up. Was all the talk about the crowds having been gone for a year being a bigger influence overblown? No, I don't think so. I think it's a little bit of a factor, but I also think the Browns were a team that blew an opportunity, could have won a road game there, getting the home team a win. Uh, you look at some of the other matchups. Uh, San Francisco at Detroit, you expect that to be the result. New England had an opportunity to be able to win that football game. They turn it over late as they're driving. Really... Could have put a touchdown, and then if they go for two and can convert that, they could have won that football game. So, uh, you know, a lot of teams that were right there on the cusp of potentially winning. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Washington football team against the Chargers. That was another one that was extremely close. So I, I think there's some games you sit there and say, hey, could have gone either way potentially. It was an underdog weekend. Underdogs 10-3 and three against the spread. Six-point tease dogs went 11-2. and two. What does that tell you so far, Amal? It doesn't tell me much, but I can tell you the, the first couple of weeks of the season are your best opportunities to not only bet underdogs, but to really take them on the money line. Because I, I think so many times people don't realize what they are or what the situation is. I thought you brought up a good point with uh, Jacksonville being a three, three-and-a-half-point road favorite. That's a bit surprising. It's a bit of an overreaction there. 
I kind of equate that back to week 17 with New England going from a 10-point road favorite around week 9 mm-hmm. or 10 at New York to only being a three-point home favorite. Sometimes there's an overcorrection or a wrong way move on that one. But it seems like to me in the uh, Circa Millions, a lot of people got off to a fast start. Well, the, the football team was the number one pick in that loss. The next three plays, uh, Panthers covered, and you were on them in Survivor, correct? Yeah. You advanced with both your entries with the yeah. Panthers. Mm-hmm. Just We'll keep everybody up to date. Um, 49ers laying seven and a half in the contest got there. Although, you know, we closed that line nine and a half. That's how much money we took on San Francisco early on Sunday morning. It's 41-17. I didn't even turn the game back on. And I was like, okay, this is blowout city, so don't have to even put this game on. Um, I, I just assumed, would they recover an onside's kick? Yeah, and two two-point conversions. At the yeah. two-minute warning, they were down. <laughs> at the two-minute warning, they're down 24. That's a tough one if you had the 49 <laughs> If you were laying eight and a half. Wait, they were down 24 at the two-minute warning? Yes, they scored 16 inside the two-minute warning. That's amazing. It, it really, and they had the ball back. Yeah, I know, that and I saw. They, that, they, I had to put it on when it became an eight-point game. Because I had them in my Circa Millions contest. Oh. I had them, and I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to blow this one. Raiders plus four was the fourth most popular pick. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about my Raiders play tonight. And then the Packers was, of course, what a performance. I'll tell you what I love. I love my Sean Payton coach of the year. What a fast start that's off to at 35-1. to Oh, good news, though, for Green Bay. A team that they beat last year 38-3 to won the Super Bowl as well. Tampa Bay down in Tampa. Yeah, that, that, well, that's true. But I was very impressed with the performance of the Saints on both sides of the ball. I love the aggressiveness going for it on fourth down and seven, uh, you know, right inside Green Bay territory there. Uh, look, Jameis played well. He had... The fewest yardage in NFL history, at least since 1950, with five passing touchdowns. Tremendous job yesterday by Jameis Winston. Uh, This team came out, played well. But, Mike, I think this is the one part that got overlooked about the Saints. They have quality defensive players. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to break down the Monday night matchup, including all of the props. That's next on Odds On. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here, and VSIN has kicked off our new schedule. We have new talent and shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The VSIN lineup has expanded to 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds to stay on top of in game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. We've added new personalities to our existing world-class team, including former professional athletes, sports media veterans, and, of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit vcin.com to see our new lineup and talent and make this best your best football betting season ever. Excited for the new shows, of all. Good in-game coverage on the weekends when the games are going. Stormy's going to host my guys, uh, the revamp my guys, this afternoon, 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 o'clock Eastern, so it's a terrific lineup. And we're still in it, so we're very grateful. Absolutely. <laughs> Monday Night Football, um, I think you have a lean here. First game with fans at Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders are hosting uh, the Ravens, getting four points here at home with a total of 50-and-a-half. Ravens laying close to $2 on the money line. Two key injuries in the backfield, obviously, for the Ravens, a run-dominated team. How are they going to have to adjust their offensive game plan, and do you lean Raiders because of that? Well, actually, I'd say four injuries for the Ravens. Justice Hill, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Mm -hmm. all gone. And then Marcus Peters in the secondary. Uh, I think the four is a little bit high here. Look, Lamar Jackson's a tough guy, and it's a regular season game. If it's a playoff game, you take the Raiders' money line. (laughs) But with this game being a regular season game, uh, I think it'll be a tougher challenge. We know Baltimore's always got a solid defense. Mike, the big question is, has this defense improved enough to be able to slow down Baltimore? That's my concern in this particular matchup. So we'll see if the Raiders can uh, get it done here in this game. Total of 49 no interest in this total, but I, I like the plus four here. I thought this line should have been three. Paul Charchin, when this total was 50 last week, gave us this game as an under. Yeah. It's under that he most liked this week. I'm not sure because this Raiders defense has been so awful. So, I mean, so awful, all that, I mean, I can see the, the Ravens having their way as well and controlling the clock in this game and dominating it. I'm going to take a pass on the side in the total, but let's see if we can find any props you might like. I saw a couple people took this. The Raiders plus a half point in the first quarter with the energy that'll be at Allegiant Stadium for the first Monday night football game with fans there. Paul Howard, I know, is on it from Follow the Money. I know because I got Bill Eighty's Best Bets email. I wasn't able to catch the show this morning. I'll go back and watch the Lombardi segment. Uh, well, uh, I'm surprised he doesn't have no defense or special teams touchdown, but... Uh, I, he does. He has, it parlay, he has it parlayed from the Dallas... Uh, Tampa Bay game to tonight's game. <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't know you could parlay those props. That's what he That's does. Good. He does two, two, two team teams. Parlays. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, uh, you know, it's not a bad play in the first quarter, especially if you get a touchdown, you're in great uh, great shape if you are the Raiders. So I, I don't think that's a bad play at all. If you're looking at it from a Ravens perspective, you almost have to pitch a shutout. And then you, on top of it, you got to score yourself. Let's take a look at Lamar Jackson props specifically. 
Uh, over under passing touchdowns, one and a half. Uh, I would say under, even though they've. I've just mentioned three key running backs out of the lineup for them. Remember, they signed Latavius Murray, who was released by the Saints just before uh, the rosters were finalized. This is a team. He's so dangerous down by the goal line. Um, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really play that, but I, I would lean under just because Lamar is, is going to be more apt to hold on to the ball and they're going to run the ball. Over under passing yards, 208 and a half. Under. If you look at his numbers statistically, he's usually an under guy. Now, if you believe the Raiders are going to win this game, might be an opportunity to go over if you think the Raiders are going to win because they may have to throw up their trailing. Over under completions, 18 and a half. No idea. I don't, I don't, you know, listen, come on, come on. Give me something real we can bet here. All right, rushing yards. Over under rushing yards, 73 and a half. This is like taking the Vikings Bengals game and picking them in Survivor. Derek Carr, passing touchdowns. It's the same as Lamar Jackson, one and a half. You got to lay 25 cents juice to the over. I would go over because it, uh, Darren Waller, he's going to look for him every time inside the red zone. Passing yards, 264 and a half. I would, I don't know, you know, listen, Jacobs is a horse. If they can run the ball effectively, I, I like this offense. The question is, can they can they take advantage of the fact there's no Peters? I, I think they might have a big day through the air. Right, let me pick out a couple you might like here of this of this uh, of this prop sheet. How about Henry Ruggs receiving yards over under forty two and a half? Go over. I think yeah, that, get a that's deep the one shot. I looked yeah. at. Yeah, I think one pass can get there. Right? Well, especially with his speed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you get him on a quick yep. slant, and again, Marcus Peters missing out of the lineup. This is a guy with thirty one career interceptions, three time All Pro, three time Pro Bowler makes a big difference in terms of how you see this Ravens team defensively. You lose a guy who can shut down half the field, it's going to be a big blow. Darren Waller receiving yards, 71 and a half. You would think towards over, but remember for a tight end, he can wind up with seven catches, eight catches, and still wind up at like 60 yards, so I wouldn't touch that. How about this one? Who will have more rushing yards, Lamar Jackson or all the other Ravens combined? Lamar Jackson's a favorite at minus 140. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that's the right number. Let's get back to yesterday's games. The big trade that we talked about and, and prompted your bet on the Rams to win the NFC. Matthew Stafford goes to the Rams. Jared Goff goes to the Lions. Assess both those quarterbacks' performances in their first team with their first game with their new teams. Look, I, I think you know Goff missed a great opportunity early on. They were driving the football, and he had somebody on a wheel route, and he overthrew him. I mean, those are throws at the NFL level. Being a first overall pick, you have to be able to make. Missed that one. I thought Stafford was unbelievable. He couldn't ask for a better start in it with the new team. Twenty for twenty-six. Uh, three touchdown passes. However, some of that has to be put on the Bears' defense. And by the way, um, I don't know what the Bears' secondary was doing, but this is not college football. When Van Jefferson goes to the ground, you got to at least touch him. you got to make contact. That was terrible. And then we saw Cooper Cup on the opening drive of the second half get past the defense. If you have bets on the Cleveland Browns' season win total over to win the division, to go to the Super Bowl, are you encouraged or discouraged by yesterday's performance? I thought it was a fantastic performance. I think actually the loss helps them from a betting standpoint. I think people were like, well, they lost the game. If you watch that football game, they were the more dominant team. They should have won that football game. Nick Chubb does something that he rarely, he did something that he rarely does, which is fumble the ball. And then the Browns puncher made a huge mistake. When he dropped the ball, he should have picked it up and tried to punt. Who cares if it's blocked at that point in time? You're not going to outrun everybody for 25 yards because you remember 18, 15, 18 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And then you've got to get past the sticks. I thought that was a terrible decision. He should have just at least attempted to punt it. Uh, The Colts did that yesterday. They got called for an ineligible man downfield. But it wasn't, I mean, excuse me, the Seahawks did, but it wasn't a bad play. So I like the way Baker played. I thought Jarvis Landry was outstanding. If I'm the Browns, I am shopping Odell Beckham Jr. right now and trying to get max value for him. I thought that when the Browns went up nine with about 11 minutes to go, 
they give up the 75-yard touch. Yeah. At some point, you've got to, in that dive on defense, force a third down and put all the pressure on Mahomes, right? Because up down two scores in the fourth quarter, now they start to feel pressure. They never had pressure because you give up that big play and then the pressure gets back on you. There's still 10 minutes to go in the game. Up, You're only up by two. You know, Mahomes, look, Brady's the GOAT. We all know mm-hmm. that. But Mahomes is a guy who has a chance to not only be a great, great all-time player, but really, truly an all-timer. He's so good, Mike. His ability to sidestep in the pocket. You look in that Super Bowl, that one play where he's basically parallel to the ground, he throws the ball, and hit. I forgot the receiver, hit him right in the hands. I mean, he's just unbelievable what he can do. This team, you know, uh, unless you are completely, Britton said it, our producer, he goes, unless you're up 17, you don't feel comfortable against Kansas City. Broncos win 27-13 at MetLife against the Giants. Giants score a touchdown, on, meaningless touchdown on the last play yeah. of the game. Effective score was really 27-7. to was Teddy Bridgewater the right choice for Fanny Pack Vic for this team? Without question. How mm-hmm. good was he? He started this game with 18 or 19 yeah. for 22. I mean, he was unbelievable right out of the block. Uh, does a great job of distributing, distributing the football. Again, I remember I said this to you. I said, look, you guys are criticizing Bridgewater. I criticized Denver. But I'm not going to overreact by beating the Giants. I'll tell you right now. Don't ever use the word Danny Dimes with me again. This guy sucks. Okay, it's a good thing he's got a degree from Duke because he's going to need to apply that in the real world when he's cut from the NFL fairly soon. They can't move the ball. This, they've got some playmakers on the outside. They don't know how to utilize them. Joe Judge is not a guy I would want being my head coach. The Giants are on the clock. Dolphins pick up a huge win in Foxborough. How important is this to their season? Huge. You know, if New England won that game, and look, the loss doesn't hurt them or hinder them that much, but it's just such a momentum builder. You knock off a division opponent. They always historically have trouble playing down in South Florida. Humidity becomes a factor when you go play down there in December. That was something that a friend of mine had said to me. He said, he goes, the game with the Packers going down to Jacksonville, he thought people didn't take into consideration how humid it is down in Jacksonville where the Packers don't play, uh, play or practice in that. And the Saints are used to that a little bit more so, even though they play indoors. Um, I think when you look at it from a New England perspective, Mike, I think this team played well. They're good enough to win games. Uh, but when you look at, to me, Miami, I think this helps them immensely. Tua didn't play great, but I thought he was effective enough. I thought there were two games that were very important to teams for the season. And I thought Miami was one of them. The other one, to me, was the Steelers winning in Buffalo. I was really impressed with the Steelers, (laughs) even though they didn't play great offensively. Had a poor first half. Got really dominated. Still, statistically, Buffalo outgained them more first downs, but made the big plays when they needed to, including a block punt for a touchdown. And and by the way, how about the, the special teams for the Steelers? I mean, the fact that you've got a kicker, you know, we don't talk, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but, you know, he's kind of like uh, Justin Tucker. He's a guy who's clutched down the stretch, and Pittsburgh was able to deliver when they needed it, and that, that was the key for Boswell. this team. Chris yeah, Boswell. Chris Boswell, thank you. Um, really an impressive job. Great road win, and here's why this win was important, just like it was for Kansas City, because these are two teams where you could be looking at head-to-head standings, potentially. I know it's projecting a long way out. But, you know, you get into those conference records. That's why that loss for the Packers was pretty big. You used Carolina in the survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, but won the game, I thought, rather impressively. Late touchdown again by the Jets yeah. when they were really out of the game. Is Carolina a playoff contender, or are they just playing a bad team at home in Week 1? They were playing a bad team. Mm-hmm. I thought Sam Darnold and company missed a lot of opportunities. That game should have been blowout city. They, they had a chance to blow the doors off of this team. By the way, speaking of which, I was kind of going through looking at the schedule for Survivor. Dude, you guys killed me with this Christmas Day nonsense. Who do you take? Who do you save for Christmas Day? No, the problem Day? is you got to save 12 teams. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're choosing between 20 teams for the rest of the season. I think you have to save Arizona, right? Well, listen, you got to save Arizona. Who knows? What happens if Kyler Murray Mitch, gets an injury? I, I know. Mitch said it's obvious you got to save Arizona on Christmas. It's not obvious, but it looks better than now. Yeah. When we come back, I'm all in in the Palm Reader Playbook. 
This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game. Plus, full access to vsin.com and analysis. You get everything vsin has to offer, only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. I pay 75 cents a day just to get the email with everybody's bets. I mean, that's, it's worth it to me. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall show. We are odds on. And now this is a portion of our program where we give out our picks for the day. I want to recap the weekend plays. We'll start with you, Amal. Yeah, it went three and two college. Uh, two of the games yeah. rolled. The one got smoked, which was the USC Stanford under NFL had a two-team teaser. The uh, Colts didn't come through on that one. And then uh, uh, the Rams uh, on Sunday night dominate. So three and two overall on the weekend. But uh, just a couple of plays that I added in over the weekend. One I lost on was the uh, Tennessee Titans second half. Uh, They were minus three and a half. I thought they'd make a push. They were down 18. (laughs) They were lifeless. By the way, you know what? I try to tell everybody at this network, Tannehill sucks. He sucks. No Arthur Smith. I think Arthur Smith without Tannehill might suck, too. What's that? Getting waxed by the Eagles. Eight and ten over the weekend. Couple tough beat. Tottenham under two and a half. That was brutal. Zero, zero going into the 75th minute. And they're playing Crystal Palace, right? I I happen to look at the score. I see two nothing. I said, okay, I think he's got a chance to get there. How do you give up a third goal in that situation? On a breakaway in the last shot of the game. So brutal. The the substitution scored two goals. Came in at the 84th minute for Crystal Palace and scored two goals. But did you look at the box score of the game? I did not. They got outshot 18 to 2. Tottenham, who was, who was a pretty big favorite in the game, got outshot 18 to 2. But you know two. what? It was a perfect example. I saw a game in La Liga yesterday. I think yeah. it was Valencia. They were plus 125 and plus 250 in game. Draw at 1 1. It was at 1 1 at halftime. Mm-hmm. They end up winning the game 4 to 1. 4 to 1. Valencia doesn't give up goals. Yeah, scored two quick goals in the second <laughs> Exactly. Se- in, in, in the second half. All right, let's get to today yeah. uh, and your play. I have the Raiders here plus four. Not an overly overwhelming or a big play here, but I have them in the Circa Millions contest. Need this one to go 5-0, and oh, so hopefully can get this one through here at plus four with the Raiders. All right, I have two plays today. <clears throat> I'm going to start off with the English Premier League, the game at noon Pacific time, 3 o'clock Eastern time, Everton and Burnley, uh, under two and a half. This is a two-unit play. We're going to lay the 130. Everton's only given up one goal in their three matches in Premier League so far. And if you go back with Burnley, they've played four of their last five, under two and a half. And then the baseball play is a fade Kershaw play. Uh, Kershaw's first start back in almost two months. Um, They were jubilant yesterday. They sweep the Padres again, right? All their starters lined up against the Padres the same way they did last time when they played at Petco. And your boy Mad Max, seven and a third, a perfect ball uh, yesterday. Came so close. He was only at 88 pitches, too. He had a shot to throw the perfect game. You knew Davey Roberts was going to let him. I don't think Davey Roberts had a choice. He wasn't going to give the ball up. Davey Roberts wouldn't have been able to leave Chavez right? Ravine if he didn't do that. By the way, uh, Max with his third career immaculate inning. For people that don't know, that's you uh, strike out three yeah. batters in nine pitches. Uh, Hosmer gets the double to break up the perfect game yesterday. Yeah. Terrific again, and the Dodgers went 8 nothing. Anyhow, take the Diamondbacks. I don't want to deal with their bullpen. First five at Chavez Ravine. This is just a hunch play. Plus $2 here with Zach Galen against Kershaw. I don't know if Kershaw will be sharp early off the return. No, not a bad call at all. By the way, the one thing that scares me for the Dodgers is that they're looking like they might wind up with a wild card. Yeah, because San Francisco also doesn't lose. We talked to Dodgers swept Padres, Giants swept the Cubs. <laughs> 
And listen, it's not like the Cubs weren't playing. The Cubs had won like a 9 of 10 going into that series. You know, listen, you and I are guilty of this, and I know a lot of other people are as well. We talk about the Dodgers like they've won 141 games and they've mm-hmm. lost two games. And we talk about the Giants like they're 70 games out of first place. This is a team with the best record in baseball. Two and a half games ahead of the Dodgers with about 19 games remaining. Mike, it's not going to be easy to necessarily for these guys to chase them down. Um, bad news for the Padres. Blake Snell injured yesterday. Yeah. I don't have full report, but only p- pitched Ele- two-thirds of an inning. 11 innings pitched and had to leave the game. Yeah. I was sweating because I had first four, uh, first five innings under four with these two guys going. Remember, the Dodgers don't hit lefties particularly I well. love that bet because I didn't want to lay $1.75 with Scherzer. Yeah. The first five. And, and the other thing is when you look at it right now, from the Dodgers' perspective, Bueller and Scherzer are dominant. But again, Mike, if they wind up in a wild-card scenario... This is going to be a team that winds up with 105 wins, and they could be gone in the first day of the playoffs. And defending World Series champions. Yep. There'll be a lot of pressure. I don't know who they're going to face. Padres, I mean, if Snell's gone for any significant time, I don't think the Padres can make it. Do you trust the Reds? I mean, they seem to toy with you every year. Cardinals are still in it. Um, Mets are technically still in it. Phillies are still in it. They probably have the best rotation of those teams competing for the second wild card. Listen, you bring up the Phillies again, we're going to be fighting. I had Aaron oh, Nolan in a parlay oh, with the Blue Jays oh, yesterday. Garrett Sampson, Mr. Nine Homers, hits two homers and five RBI yesterday to beat me. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. I'm sitting there, Mike. There's runners on first and second. I said, listen, just don't give up a three-run shot here. Boom. How about your Toronto Blue Jays? As we speak, they currently, by percentage points, hold the number one wild card. And by the way, the Yankees already bottom of the first. Four nothing. Four nothing already. <laughs> Twinkies getting at them. They're getting at it. You said you thought the Yankees would be the odd team out. I said I thought the Red Sox would be. Look, Garrett Cole has been terrific, and I'm not a big Garrett Cole mm-hmm. guy, but you have to give him credit. Mike, behind him, though, they don't have the consistency in terms of pitching, and that's a concern. And by the way, look at this Blue Jays offense right now. Absolutely just lighting people up. You know, um, if they get to a one-game playoff and it's the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, I like the Blue Jays a lot. So do I. Even if the game's in Boston, because who's the ace you're going to give the ball to? Is Sale really back? Is Are you going to hand the ball to him in a wild-card game? Eduardo Rodriguez? Nick Pavetta? I mean, you. <laughs> but for the Jays, you've got choices. Depending on the lineup, you got Ryu. you got Robbie Ray, who finally had a rough outing the other night. Yeah. Um, but, but you got Manoa's been great. He goes today for the Jays. Uh, so it's it's been a terrific story with Toronto, absolutely. Don't forget Seattle and Oakland are still in this race, too. Really, there's five teams for two spots. The divisions are all decided in the American League. It's just a wild card race. Hey, listen, when you're losing home games to Taylor Hearn, I'm not <laughs> taking you to make the postseason, Oakland. Uh, as we switch over and we look at the National League side of it, obviously the West is still a race, but the Giants maintain their lead on the Dodgers by a couple of games. Uh, San Diego and Cincinnati tied for the second wild card. Cardinals are a game behind. I can't say that other team with with Nola. The Mets still really in this. They're three games behind. <laughs> if you had to make a bet right now, who's the second wild card in the National League? Well, how about St. Louis? Playing well. Play, uh, they've got an opportunity. I'm concerned, as you alluded to, with the injury to Blake Snell. How do the Padres rebound from that? That's the big question mark. And the Mets are not out of it yet. I don't think they're going to be able to make the push. Philadelphia is too inconsistent. There's a throwback game at City Field tonight. Richie over the hill against Adam Wainwright. I saw that. Did you see that? <laughs> I, saw that. I said anyone over 35 gets in free. Yeah. I, li- I like the Cardinals a little bit in that matchup tonight. Uh, they're still alive. Uh, Cincinnati, I don't know. They have the starting pitchy, but can they get consistent? Castillo lost another start the other day. They're, they weren't able to get it done. When you take an overall look at these two, ra- uh, two um, leagues, I know you've said you like Tampa Bay to come out of the American League. You still with that opinion? Yeah. I think so. I, look, Toronto is a team, though, Mike, I really think is dangerous. They get in the postseason with their starting pitching. 
Uh, the Rays are just so consistent. They just find ways to win baseball games. You have to give them credit for what they've done. I think the experience from last year only benefits them. In the National League side, I know I picked the Dodgers. Mike, I'm a little bit concerned right now because I thought the Dodgers would be able to kind of shift over the um, San Francisco Giants and win that division. Now it's a situation where I'm not sure about that. The way that the, the playoffs are set up, the wild card team will play the division. The wild card winner plays the division winner with the best record. You may see San Francisco and the Dodgers play a series right off the bat here if the Dodgers win the wild card game or versa vice. Yeah. If, if the Giants win the wild card game, play the Dodgers. This is so brutal from a baseball standpoint, mm-hmm. right? You could have potentially, a, let's say the Padres got hot. Let's just use them as an example because Snell being the lefty could pitch. He would make the start if it's against the Dodgers because of how dominant they've been and how well he's pitched against them as a lefty. Can you imagine if the Padres somehow got hot and beat the Giants and the Dodgers? You have your two best teams going out in the first round and first and second rounds of the playoffs. I just don't like the one-game wild card because what it does is for the Dodgers who are in the same division as the Giants, they're going to be penalized for that, and now they're potentially in a one-game situation. Look, anybody can be gotten in a nine-inning game. How about this angle if you like the Brewers? The Brewers will only have to beat either the Dodgers or the Giants, right? That's a great because they're going to knock, with their They pitching. need to really take care of Atlanta the way it stands now, and then you get a National League Championship Series against one of those teams from the West. I, I think that's an outstanding point you make there. When you look at Milwaukee, we know they have the pitching to be able to do it. And in the postseason, we know runs are at a premium, so you want guys that can pitch. Bullpen's solid. They've got a great chance down the stretch, and you alluded to it, having to only knock off that team from the National League East. You like their chances, whether it's against Philly, Atlanta, or the Mets. Key series starts in Seattle tonight as the Red Sox take on the Mariners. Eduardo Rodriguez, 11-8, 5-15 ERA, a whip of 1-4, goes against Logan Gilbert, the rookie, who's been pretty good for uh, Seattle this year, 5-5. Five five. ERA similar at 5, a whip better at 1.23. Rodriguez, 159 strikeouts in 136 innings. Gilbert, 106 strikeouts in 95 innings here. Yeah, you know, listen, he he has done a really nice job when you look at it overall. But uh, to me, this is not a game I'm going to get involved in, but we'll see what happens. Probably the game with the most playoff implications. Yeah. Other than the Cardinals and the Mets uh, in the National League, which is a pick game, as we mentioned, Richie Hill against Adam Wainwright. Wainwright's had a terrific season. You know, they used to have Daniel Ponce de Leon for the Cardinals. This has been the Ponce de Leon year, Fountain of Youth for Wainwright. He's won 15 games this year for the Cardinals. He's second in the National League and wins behind Urias, who just won't lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's amazing. If you took somebody who's a baseball fan, but they don't follow it on a day-to-day basis, you said who's got the most uh, wins in the National League, or second most wins, you'd be shocked it's Adam Wainwright. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who is the National League Cy Young? Burns, Scherzer, Bueller. Walker Bueller. I want to say that, but I don't know. Scherzer keeps making the argument here. He hasn't had a bad start for the Dodgers since what? coming over. Can I answer that question on the other side of this commercial? You sure can. You sure can. <laughs> might have, I might have a change. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're going to look up some stats? Yeah, exactly. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the weekend that was in college football, and Amal will give his opinions on opening lines for next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot iHeart. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their reduced the juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football is betting. Betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with a Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This is Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, and he is Amal Shaw. All right, let's get to your favorite subject outside of college basketball, and that's college football, Amal. <laughs> and the three, the three remaining burning questions that are about your, your sport here. If C.J. Stroud... Won't or can't run the ball. Is Ohio State still a playoff team? Yes, I don't know why you think C.J. Stroud needs to run the ball. If Ohio State can't stop a team and they play defense like they're in the MAC, they're going to get housed by everybody. There's not a team in the top 25 that can't put up a 35 spot on Ohio State. The difference in that game is on third and fourth down. Stroud is not going to run, and you don't have to defend him. And Anthony Brown can run, and Ohio State couldn't defend him. Anthony Brown threw for 236. He also rushed for 65 yards on 10 carries. Yeah, again, let me go back to the statement I just made a second ago. Ohio State can't stop the run to save their life. They couldn't stop anybody last year, but Fields could run the ball, and they got to the college football final. I'm not disagreeing with you there. Their defense was atrocious last year as well, but uh, it, this is, just looks worse. Here's the thing, though. I get you saying Stroud can't run the ball, but to me, they've got enough playmakers and they have enough talent offensively. The offensive line is not as good as it's billed to be. 
it, they, they sit there and talk about how great it is. Well, the reality is they should be able to protect him. When you look at Alabama, they always keep uh, clean pockets for their quarterbacks. You also notice when he scrambles and he gets outside the numbers, he steps out of bounds two or three yards before he needs to every time. He does not want to take a hit. He never puts his shoulder down and tries to get extra yards. He's from the Emmett Smith program, longevity for the yeah, career. Well, he, he did do that. Emmett Smith used to do it. He said he, it. He did that right. to perfection. Absolutely. Um, can we please, please, please stop with all the Matt Campbell talk now? Listen, it, it was their turnovers killed them. Turn, turnovers absolutely killed them. The good news is now I know USC's not going to be hiring him anytime soon. Uh, this is a bad loss at home. You got to be able to knock off Iowa. It's, now this is six in a row last year they didn't play. Can't beat Ference. Ference owns him. I didn't see this coming. And I, you know, I'm the biggest Matt Campbell fan there is. I didn't see this one coming from you, but I figured we were talking Ohio State. Uh, listen, my hat's off to Iowa. Perfect game plan. Tremendous job defensively. Did a great job in this game. Took care of come, uh, Brock Purdy and Brees Hall and company. Uh, also, did you agree with the decision to bench Purdy for the entire fourth quarter and put that left-handed quarterback in? I didn't like that move. I, I hated I, it. I, I thought it was a terrible decision. Yeah. All right, final question. Is Texas A&M's chance for an SEC title gone if Haynes King is out for any significant amount of time? You know, I was thinking about that watching that <laughs> game, and it obviously looked like it, but they got an elite defense. Uh, they're not going to be able to beat Alabama without a quarterback. That's the problem. You need a quarterback. But I'm not sure Haynes King is the guy. I mean, he had turnovers in game one. I mean, so it remains to be seen. That That's the one area of concern you have if you're A&M. But I thought the Aggies played well defensively. Did a great job. That's, you know, I know there were 17-point favorites, but give them credit for really gutting out a good road win. I bet them plus 140 yeah. when they got the ball back. Um down seven to three with what was it six and a half seven minutes? I figured they'd have two shots at it that their def- if they didn't score in the first drive, their defense would get them the ball back. And Jimbo and his crew got the done got the job done, and they survive in advance. Okay, let's talk about Wilder Wright opening college football lines. Big game in the SEC. Alabama travels to Florida. They're laying fifteen and a half here. They've looked great so far, but Florida hasn't looked bad as well. Is this too many points to be laying on the road in the SEC? Well, I think so. I mean, do, do we really see Miami being a parallel team to the Florida Gators? Florida, Alabama's Great lane. Alabama's, Same line. <laughs> yeah, started at, they opened it at 13 and a half. Yeah. I obviously must have been a relative of De'Ara Kings that works behind the book. But the reality of it is you open your 17, 18 point favorite in Atlanta, neutral site. Now you're going to the swamp. Biggest game in the swamp in years. This Gator team will be ready for this one. Auburn, an SEC school, goes and plays a Power 5 team on their home campus. This is a rare thing. They go to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. Penn State is six. They beat Wisconsin on the road and Ball State at home. Is this number too short going against Brian Harson and his new staff? And I tell you this, when you were gone and I hosted the show with all the circus sports people, Matt Metcalf said his true number on this game is 11, but he can't hang that because the market won't tolerate it. I, I love the fact that he said that. And I tend to agree with him. I thought this line should have opened up at 9 or 10. I think Penn State defensively will absolutely crush this Auburn offense. If this game stays under a touchdown this week, this would probably be my second favorite play of the week. I knew App State shouldn't be more than a touchdown. I <laughs> should have won the game. should have won the game, the, absolutely. I couldn't believe they blew that game. Now Michigan State goes down South Florida to take on uh, the Hurricane. Six and a half the number here. Why? Why? This is what I talk about. Look, I get, this is why I respect Matt, because he's so honest about his evaluations. He said, I can't hang on 11. And he's correct. I thought the line should have been close to double digits in that one. This is a perfect example of it. Miami's getting love for what reason? They're not going to be able to really... I think Walker's going to have a big day. I think Michigan State will be ready. Look, I understand that game against Northwestern. Northwestern is not the same team they were last year. But, Mike, I'm telling you that built momentum for the Spartans. 
And if they can win this game down in South Florida, two things happen. Manny Diaz's seat gets even hotter. And number two, I think that helps Michigan State going into conference play. Don't you think Michigan State is going to dominate at the line of scrimmage? That's what I'm thinking. App State was every bit the equal of Miami on Saturday night. Listen, that game was a complete coin toss. They struggled (laughs) uh, when they got to midfield to be able to move the ball. Otherwise, they could have won that one with a field goal. It's an interesting game here. Virginia Tech goes to West Virginia. West Virginia lost at Maryland in week one. Virginia Tech has come out strong, including the win over North Carolina. Why is West Virginia a three-point favorite here? Because they're home in Morgantown. I don't think you can make the Hokies a road favorite right now. I still have some concerns about North Carolina, who they dominated, or didn't dominate, but they beat in their first week. Uh, To me, West Virginia, I'm a little bit concerned about them because they had a couple of big special teams play against Maryland. They have not looked great. They've got to get Letty Brown going if they're going to be successful. Excuse me. If they can run the ball against uh, the Hokies, they've got a great chance. If Letty Brown doesn't have a big day, they're in trouble. Renewal of an old Big 8 rivalry between Nebraska and Oklahoma as Scott Frost takes his team down to Norman. Nebraska loses in Week 1 at Illinois. They do come back and cover against Buffalo last week. Oklahoma struggles against Tulane in Week 1. They win 76-0 last week. Sooners are laying 22. Is this enough points? It is not. I I think uh, Oklahoma is going to destroy Nebraska. I think that first game against Tulane was a good wake-up call. We saw Oklahoma bounce back. I know it was a Non, uh, you know, it was just a non-conference game, but they still bounced back well in, last weekend. Uh, Mike, I don't understand this line. It, to me, Nebraska is a team. I know they beat Buffalo uh, handily at home. When you look at the Sooners' offense and this defense, even though they didn't play great uh, in the first week, I think they'll be able to contain uh, Martinez in this offense. I myself made this line thirty. Okay, and twenty-seven, and I made a total sixty-eight. I think this total's too light. I think Oklahoma can almost get to this total themselves. I think the Sooners are going to put up 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Oklahoma's going to shut out Nebraska. Central Florida goes to Louisville. This is a Friday game. Central Florida is laying seven. Is this right or wild? I think this is correct. I think this number is right where it should be. Um, I, I think when you look at Louisville, Scott Satterfield seems leaving a lot to be desired. Mike, they look just without a fight in that game against Ole Miss. Uh, I think Louisville's going to have a hard time in this particular spot against UCF. Let's see if they can bounce back here uh, at home. They, they're going to need this game in a conference matchup against a team that really, to me, should be able to move the ball handily against them. Friday night Big Ten game is Maryland going to Champaign to take on the Illini. They are an eight-point road favorite. Illinois beats Nebraska. They come back and, and lose to Texas San Antonio and then just got the doors blown off of them at Virginia. Has Maryland done enough to justify being more than a touchdown road favorite? No chance. I don't, I don't think uh, Tulia uh, uh, is going to play as well as Brennan Armstrong did for Virginia. Virginia was throwing the ball all over the place against the Illini. I don't know if uh, Tengvalo is going to be able to do the same thing. Virginia threat in, in the ACC? Not really. I think. Who's the, who's the, is North Carolina still the second best team in the ACC? Yeah, I think Virginia Tech, though, you got to keep an eye yeah. out for. I, yeah. I think they're a team. Now, this is a game that got a lot of attention on Twitter, if you were following it. Cincinnati goes to Indiana. They're laying three, three and a half. We opened the game three. Matt Metcalf got criticized here that we're not showing enough respect to Indiana. I think the number's too short. What do you think? Where did that tweet come from? Uh, Wes Reynolds? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, not showing enough respect to Indiana. What are you talking about? Cincinnati's got one of the best defenses in college football. You've got arguably the top cornerback in college football. They, to me, what has Indiana done outside of having a good season, benefiting from a bad call against Penn State and had a great year last year? They get housed. Did anybody watch the game against Iowa? Why all of a sudden are we, do we have an affinity for this team? Cincinnati's been in bigger games than these guys have. Minnesota goes to Colorado. Colorado's a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. They had a great effort against Carl Durrell's team, had a great effort against Texas A&M. Is this number too short? 
I don't think it's too short. I think my concern is, does Colorado allow the uh, loss against Texas A&M to be a hangover effect? If they don't do that, I think they win the football game. I want to skip ahead here. I want to go to Virginia at North Carolina. Uh, We talked about how well Virginia played, especially against Illinois last week. Carolina laying nine points at home. Is this wild or right? No, this is right, and I actually think it's a little bit short. Um, I would actually say Carolina should probably be a slightly bigger favorite. I think the offense finally started getting it going. Howell and company should have a big day. I like them. Even though Brennan Armstrong trunk can throw the football, I think Virginia's in a little bit of trouble here. Arizona State leaves three and a half at BYU. Can BYU beat two Pac-12 teams I think in a row? Arizona State wins this game. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Odds On. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Betting Across America is next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.